because this is for the rasa. This is for the rasa. Rasa, rasa. This is for the rasa. This is reformed rasa. My name is Martin Velasquez, alongside my brothers. Justin Corona and what up, everybody? This is Pastor Rick. <laughs> Gracias once again for tuning in. This is Reform Rasa. This is a podcast that we keep writing until the hubcaps fall off. Oh, yes, it is. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram, uh, like us on Facebook. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or rebukes, you can hit us up at reformrasa at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit us up right there and yeah, don't be afraid to leave a comment, send us a voicemail uh, message on the Anchor app, or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can scroll down all the way to the description section, and you can hit that button, and you can send us a voicemail, and we'll play your voicemail on the air. So, Ooh. let's get it in. So, yeah, man, so, what's going on today? Today, we're going to talk about, um, as if you guys don't already know, uh, we're going to be partly talking about the coronavirus and uh, and more enlightened of that situation, I guess, or in light of the situation, um, God's sovereignty through it. Yeah, we're planning on doing just, well, we're still probably going to do it, a whole episode just dedicated on the sovereignty of God, what it is. Yes. How is he in control? How much is he in control of? But due to the current situation, I think everybody can come to that conclusion that God is in control or they should it should they should come to that conclusion that god really is on the throne and he is ruling right now from heaven so i mean so yeah this uh uh pandemic kind of took everybody by surprise and whether you were ready or not you know tag you know here you are (laughs) tag america (laughs) tag america you're it you're it you know so we got it we got it in and you know that's it's taking a, a turn um I wouldn't say for the worse, not yet, but it has taken a, a turn and we've experienced some things that we haven't experienced in America, at least in my lifetime before, uh, where businesses are shutting down. Uh, there's no one on the streets and, you know, people are getting a uh, little, I'm talking about the world. They're getting scared. They're getting panicked. They don't know what they're going to do. I've seen an interview on TV where um, um, people are just worried about, you know, how they're going to pay their mortgage, how they're going to. You know make it to survive and me i don't know about you guys but in my household we have had peace in our hearts throughout this whole situation what about you guys uh i feel like it's just been like a normal day yeah i don't know i don't know me i live in that same household so i can't can testify <laughs> that yes we have had peace uh a, a little a little, a little bumps on the road because obviously nobody's prepared for for any of this yeah. nobody was prepared for any of this it just came out of nowhere but um I say through it all, God's God's been gracious and good to us. Yeah, that's what yeah. I can say. So yes. then, I think I think uh, going into this, then let's let's start with sharing um, some of our experiences during this time, as far as the the whole quarantine, the whole quarantine. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, let's just go so ahead and provi- start sharing. Providentially, on March six, I believe. Yeah, uh, I took a. I, I was scheduled first like like a month before prior like in February I sent an email to my supervisors like hey you know what I need a two week 
two week vacation and I got approved for it and I was supposed to go on it, which I did on March 6th. And so, um, you know, paid vacation, it was all good. You know, I was excited about it cause I don't really take vacations from work. And so, you know, I was excited to go on this one. And then the first week of my vacation was cool. And then the second week is when, it, when all this happened about the coronavirus. Um, but providentially, you know I mean? Since March 6th, all the way up until now, uh, I haven't been working. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been pretty dope, I, you know, two weeks in, you know. But the, the good thing is that God has been good to us in the sense that he's provided for us financially. He's provided for us, you know, with food. When, you know, when, when you know, Trump made that announcement, people went crazy the first couple of days, you know, buying all the food off the shelves, all the water, all the toilet paper and all kinds of things. And uh, we were able to have all, all those things, you know, without really panicking or really rushing to the store and filling up our carts full of, you know, toilet paper and water. I mean, we were good, you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we got all our necessities. Uh, our fridge has never been more packed down with food, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, um, you know, we God's been good to us in that sense that he's provided for us for our needs and, and, and our necessities. Yeah, and so um, after when my two-week vacation was about to be up, then they hit us up from work that they're going to close down uh, our job until further notice. So I got an extra. Right now it's going to be like my fourth week. I think this is my fourth week from not working. You mean a month? Well, it hasn't really been a month because I think on the 6th is going to be a month. Yeah. So it's been three weeks. This is my fourth week going in. All right, so a month. Yeah. No. It's four weeks is a month. No, my fourth week in. So as of the fourth week hasn't been completed, so it hasn't been so a month. So does that make it a dessert or breakfast? <laughs> We're going to get into this. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. I don't know why Nobody's clapping, button. man. Nobody's clapping. Uh, I don't know why I hit that button, but I'm talking about y'all. <laughs> no, but God's been good to us. I mean, yeah. uh, and as far as this, the spiritual side of it, um, we've, we've had peace in our heart and we've been, I think this is when our theology really comes into play because if you don't know God and how he is fully in control, uh, even, you know, when we're dealing about our salvation, how we came to Christ, that was not our own doing. It was all God drawing us closer to himself. Uh, we've already had had that the theology established in our hearts. So when this thing hit, we already know that God is ultimately in control and he has the final say, you know what I mean, about everything that's been happening. And he, he rules the earth. You know, this is God's earth still. And so, you know, we're, 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 we have peace about it, knowing that our king is on the throne and our king has authority over this earth and whatever happens, we rejoice because it's the Lord's will being done. And now I have a scripture that I want to just read right quick. It's Psalm 24 in the first verse. It says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. So this world belongs to the Lord. You know what I mean? The earth is of the Lord, the fullness thereof, and, the, and those who dwell therein. Not only is he in control of the earth, but the people who are in the earth. So I have peace in knowing that my king, my God, he is a good king and he is a good master and he wants uh, the best for his people. So whether whether I don't know, I don't know what the future holds, but I know that whatever happens is working out for the good. You know, mm -hmm. what about y'all? 
um, I think as far as uh, me and my family, um, well, for me, I haven't experienced anything within my workplace. I mean, right now, it's me and my dad, we own our own business. So for us, and we're in the pool industry, so with that, we continue to work because yeah. we even received an email from the city saying that we're considered essential. So we continue to work. Nice. Um, even during That's this time. Cool. Nice. And that goes for... Con- Let's give a clap. Up. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Congratulations. We have an essential with, working with us here. We have today. an essential on the podcast. <laughs> and, and that goes with, with those that are in construction, those that are um, with food handling, anything like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we, we've just been working as normal. Um, and, and as normal, I don't really talk or I don't really see anyone at work. I'm by myself. I go, you know, house to house, just cleaning pools or to uh, apartment complexes or wherever it may be so to me it feels like nothing has changed because i don't see people at all anyways and at the same time i'd still continue to work so i mean other than that yeah i mean that's pretty much um as far as that other than just my my son being home and my wife being home because she's um currently going to school for nursing um but right now they had to cancel school for her so she's doing stuff online as far as that, but not a whole lot of what she used to do. So she's at home with my son and that's pretty much that right now during the time. And then of course, you know, later in, later in this episode, we could talk about more as far as um, how, how that affects us in different yeah. ways. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say for me, um, honestly, when this first thing started hitting, I thought everybody was making a big deal out of it. Yeah. I, I didn't really think that there was such a uh, such a big deal as as it is right now. When when I saw that all the toilet paper in the water was gone, I'm like, man, these guys are just really scared. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's all fear. And then I remember uh, us, our, our family, we're just like, wait a minute, maybe maybe we should we should get some water. Maybe we should should look for some toilet paper because if not, it's gonna run out. Yeah. But um, man, I, just escalating. I, I grew we, we, me and Martin work we work at the same place, so so our jobs got shut down. And, and uh, God has been good through it all. I mean, of course, obviously, the, the first time we hear you're losing your job, you're, th- you're right away thinking, how are the bills going to get paid? Yeah. How's the rent? Mm-hmm. How's the rent? But, uh, I mean, God provided for, for this month's rent. Amen. I, mean, I, I could say that. Amen. And then uh, I, I used up my vacation time, so, so I know during this whole time, I'm, I'm still getting paid. So Yeah. yeah. But, uh, of course... Um, we pray for God. We, we we trust in God. But I just see the Lord's hand through this all. Yeah. Especially for especially for the people of God. You, you just yeah. see God's goodness through through it all. Like Martin said, our fridge is, is full. We I haven't gotten a day yet where I haven't not eaten or, or, or drank any <laughs> I'll probably water. gain a little bit, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to say, all praise be to God. Because I know if I was in the world, I'd be panicking right now. Yeah. Or... I, I would have no hope in this life if I, if I did not know God. So I just want to praise God for that, that he has been provided, even though things may not look so good in the outside point of view, but God's doing something in the inside of us all. Yeah. I know that's for sure. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and man, um, we were even talking about this uh, last time that once all this passes over, uh, we go back to work, you know, society starts functioning again, everything goes back to normal. Uh, I think uh, personally, me and Victor, we're going to have a new appreciation for our work, for uh, the little things that we took for granted. And because we're, st- 
We used to come home and complain about our job. Yeah, we were talking about the other day. We we're like, man, when this thing's over, man, we're just gonna get back to work. And like, like it's it's kind of we took that for granted, you know, our jobs. We would yeah. come back from home and he would just start complaining about everything that happened at our jobs. Yeah. And I was like, man, I, I miss those moments about complaining about my job. Yeah. Remember those moments <laughs> when we come moments. home and complain. Now you're gonna go back to work and start hugging all your coworkers. <laughs> no, yeah. So, uh, uh, so what what can we learn about God during this time? Then, um, I think most importantly, we can learn contentment. Mm. Um, especially contentment Well I mean I don't know about Other families And other people But I know for sure Me and my household We have learned Contentment with what We already have um, As far as Because during this time We're obviously not Encouraged to Or not I want to say allowed But yeah So because Businesses are closing And are staying closed And on top of that We encourage to stay home um, We are not able to gather we're not able to gather with with family members. We're not able to gather as believers um, just for fellowship. And then even then, being able to go out and do things with my family, like go to the movies yeah. or, um, I don't know, just go to, you know, even just to the park. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're able to do that. But I mean, yeah. So so like just learning contentment that even that that we that basically in order for me and my family, which is my wife and my son, we can be happy with just us. We don't have to go out and do things to, to, to have a good time. Like, like we can have a good time with just us three at home. Um, whether it be, you know, just drawing, playing in the house or doing something and just learning to be content with that, not having to spend money to, to be happy in that, I guess, in that way. Um, also to just learning how to seize opportunity that we have been given. Um, and, and, and that's just like, we have all this time now because we're not going out because we're not doing other things running around because before this whole um quarantine you know we were always out of the house we were not home as often but now we're home all the time yeah now it's just i I go to work i come back and we're home (laughs) we're home all day you know we're we're not leaving here and there so um, just seizing the opportunity that we have as a family i mean that's something that uh, myself and my wife have been praying a lot more is just spending more time together, spending more time, more quality time. And you know what? Like here, here's God's, you know, I guess in a way answering through through the midst of this, this situation for a lot of families and um, just for a lot of marriages, even too. They you know what? Like for those that have been praying for this, you know, like not not specifically for the coronavirus, but, you know, more so for time. Well, here's time presented in a form of quarantine <laughs> yeah for real and and you know let, let us seize that opportunity that we have been given and and one of the things that i told one of one of the leaders in our church um i i don't know if i told him yet i think i told him i don't know maybe maybe <laughs> i just played funny. out a whole conversation in my mind because hey. now that i'm home by myself hey. i'm just like staring at a book all day hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. you're about to find out hey it happens to all of us man no 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 but one of the oh no i was telling another i was telling another sister on um, no but i was just saying like man like because uh a couple of people that just had babies newborn babies um but in my but i you know i i just think that it's awesome that you know one of our brothers in our in our leadership at our church he just had a baby and it's cool that, you know, even during this quarantine, that him and his wife are able to spend this, you know, this past month. I mean, the baby just turned a month that they're ready to spend just this past month with just them three. Yeah. Together. And and, and that's something that that I wish I had when I had my son. 
when I had my son, it was I was you know working, and I was working late out or I wasn't working late hours. I was working early hours. I was waking up at four in the morning and then coming back home like around two o'clock and and I'm already tired and then we, you know we had and we were just out of high school and so like we're everywhere all the time. So I wish you know back then when I had my son that I had that dedicated time to just me, my wife and my son. Um, so I, I I thank God for that that you know even during this time that that one of our brothers are able to have that alone time with his newborn son and his wife you know um, and then last thing <laughs> I have a whole list of things that <laughs> where we could learn because I mean really I mean oh, yeah. this, this is a, an opportunity that all of us should see and oh, yeah. and and be able to work I mean God is working these things for the good yeah um, if you don't see that then you're blind nah, I'm sorry <laughs> but you're blind dude like. And, and and last one I'm going to point out is just um, taking this time that, that we're able to refocus our priority in our lives and yeah. to what really does matter. And one of the things that you guys mentioned was that you guys aren't working during this time. Um, a lot of people are consumed by the work, yeah. whether they're workaholics or maybe they're, they're passionate about the business and maybe they have slighted focus away from God. Or they have done something to where God is on a back burner or or he's second to whatever else is in, in their life. But now during this time of quarantine where, where a lot of people are out of work, you know, whether they're filing for unemployment or whatever it may be, um, it's time to refocus your priority. It's time to refocus where where your life really meets the road. And it meets that on Jesus Christ. Our life comes from Jesus Christ. Apart from him, we were dead in our trespasses as Ephesians 2 reminds us that we were dead. Dead men do, don't do anything apart from Christ. And, apart and from Christ. Yeah. And man, and me, so, uh, yeah. me uh, just speaking on um, on the singles perspective side, because uh, Justin, you're married, you have a son, Martin, married, four children. and Why well, you got to separate yourself from <laughs> us, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no, just to encourage... Um, Everybody in general, yeah. But I think just for me speaking on, on the singles perspective side, because uh, I mean, obviously we're, we're getting hit with hard times. Uh, people are losing their jobs or or it's slow at work. But if you have a job, be thankful for that. And if you don't have a job, be thankful for that too. Um, I think that th- through this whole time, I think we can. There's so much to learn about God, and uh, I always hear it a lot. I, I'm I'm too busy or. Uh, you know, people are too busy setting up their life here that they, they tend to forget. I'm talking about Christians. They, they tend to forget who God is. And so yeah. what, what God has done right now is he's taking that away from us. So we can't look at that as like, oh, God's cursing us or, oh, God's doing this to us. God has given you time. God has given you time to seek his face while he may be found. Um, I encourage Everybody, not just singles, but everybody. I'm not saying it's a sin. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not trying to judge you or anything. But get off of TikTok. What I'm saying is that don't don't be so consumed with 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 having fun right now or or don't be so consumed with being on Instagram and on Facebook. And I'm not saying that's a sin. I'm not saying that that's all that you do all day. But what I'm trying to say is, is don't get distracted from what you you're really called to do. During this time, God is giving us time to seek his face. And and what can we learn about, about God? There's so much. I just finished a book called The Attributes of God by um, Arthur W. Pink. And man, it just, it, just changed, it just changed everything. So I encourage you who is listening, 
know who God is, know the attributes of God, know how he works. Of course, ultimately, we're not going to we're not going to know fully in depth because our minds can't comprehend everything because God is so good. God is so holy. God is so great. But this title is called uh, a coronavirus and the sovereignty of God. And so I want to touch a little bit about that real quick. Mm-hmm. Psalm 115.3 says, Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Mm-mm-mm. And so some people might say that, well, well, what kind of a God is that? He's a timer or, or, or he just wants to control my life. Or, but you got to understand God. Psalm 145.17 says, The Lord is righteous in all of his ways Mm-mm. and kind in all of his works. Mm. So we know that God sits on the throne. He does whatever he pleases. But he does whatever he pleases because he is righteous in all of his ways. Mm. So anything that he does, it's not because he's evil. It's not because he's uh, he, he's, he's trying to try to take away something from you. It's because he's righteous. And even in his, his wrath, he is righteous in his wrath. But something that you got to understand, I mean, this is all that I've been learning right here. All of his attributes come in harmony with one another. Amen. And so I wrote just just a couple things down, just so I won't you know forget or anything. But it's kind of like this: He executes his justice with mercy, wrath with grace, patience with faithfulness, and the one that I just said right now: sovereignty with righteousness. And what it's it all for? It's so that God can get the glory into Him alone. And so we 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 gotta understand during this during this time. Why is this happening? It's because God is allowing it to happen. I mean, I'm going through through the whole whole Bible too because I think God He's given me this time to get to know Him more, know who He is more, and get to know His Word more. And so, I mean, I, I just passed through the Book of Exodus, and He's and throughout all the time He says, "I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart because through this, I'm going to get the glory. You're going to see the one the the wonders, my wonders. You're going to see my glory." And all of this was so that the people can say, God is God, that he is sovereign. It's because of him. So so what do we do in return? The believer, what do we do in return? We praise God and give him the glory because he's 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 it's all of his attributes and harmony. Harmony. Yes, there is wrath. But you got to understand that. Yes, there is grace also. Yes, God is a God of vengeance. He takes a, a, a vengeance through his enemies. But yet. In, in that same portion, he says that God is patient and how great is his patience, how great is his power. And so you who are listening right now, what can you learn from God? You can learn the attributes of God, how he works. And in doing so, I guarantee you, you are going to have a peace in mind, a peace in the heart. But it takes of you getting to that step that's saying, I want to seek God I trust in the Lord. I don't know how this, I mean, I, I can't tell you how, how he works perfectly, but I can, I can just show you what, what he's, he's been showing me through his word. So I, I would encourage anybody who's listening, get to know who God is. Know, know, really know who he is. I mean, the saddest thing to know is that a Christian who doesn't know is God. That's like exactly. the saddest thing to know. Yeah. Because in times like these, the word of God says that, that the, the trials, I, I, I mean, from what I understand is, is, Trials show you who you really are. It's it's not that God is testing you so that he can know who you are. God already knows who you are. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's he's omnipotent. He already knows who you are. The, the thing is, the trials letting you know who you are, where you stand in Christ. And so I, I would encourage you during this time to, to seek God. Know, know who God is. Know the attributes of God. 
Know that God is sovereign through this, and whatever happens, God is righteous in all his ways. And so our response is just to give glory to him and trust him in all of his ways. Yeah, I think that's something also that I have been on lately too, knowing that our God is a, he's a good master. Um, we are not just servants of God because a servant um, serves someone, but a slave belongs to someone. And since we belong to God and since our God is a good master, we can have dependency on him. And I think that's what I've been learning, that I can depend on him. He wants me to depend on him, not just for my food or for my shelter, but with my life, with my children, with my wife. And I think um, that's something I've been really learning lately, because if I depend on my job or my abilities, then I would be just like the world and I would be um, have no hope because there is no hope in myself. There is no hope in my job. And I think... Uh, God allowed this whole thing to happen just to put people on check to realize that all these things that we've been trusting in and I say we not like the believers but like the whole America um, is nothing compared to God because businesses multi-million dollar businesses are shutting down entertainment is shutting down uh, little things that we took for granted everything is shutting down and so uh, God is I feel like God is just like uh, showing us himself like hey these things in the world these material things are gonna rust and they can, they can be destroyed how easily everything can be shut down and it's gone you know but God lives forever and God is on the throne and he is in control he's the one that makes the waves the waves are still coming in the ocean the sun is still rising up the wind is still blowing plants are still growing and that is the power of God right there that he makes those things grow he makes the waves come to a certain point he makes the sun go up he makes the sun come down and he is in control of all creation and if this is god's earth and we belong to this god who controls these things then we can trust and depend him on everything for every meal for every breath of air for the life of of those around us we can trust him fully and i think is it becomes more of a personal trust than just oh yeah i trust god you know what i mean yeah i trust god no i depend on god because he is good like how you were saying that 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 he 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 works in righteousness and because i want to seek after this righteousness as uh, Matthew 5 in the Beatitudes says, uh, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And I think, I feel like that's me right now, like hungering and thirsting after God's righteousness, after his uh, uh, attributes, and learning and diving a little bit deeper into the Word of God, and just seeing the scriptures in, 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 a, in a new light. And how God is really just calling his people to himself. Not only does he call us to himself, he grows us and he makes us to persevere until the end. And all throughout the whole steps, we he's teaching us, trust me, depend on me. I, I have you, you know. Uh, come unto me, all those who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So true rest does not come in my paid two-week vacation that turned into a month already. It, it, it becomes in resting in Christ himself, knowing that he has dealt with my sin and has, you know, dealt with my eternity. And I have a, 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 a inheritance in heaven. I've been adopted. I've been justified, you know, and 
God is with me and he is for me. And neither height nor death nor 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 things to come nor things above things below nor you know uh, angels or demons will be able to separate us from the love of God. And I just been really feeling just the Lord's love and covering over me and my household, and that's something that has just really been impacting um, my heart. Knowing that man, like we belong to the Lord, and therefore, since He is righteous and He since He is good, then we'll be good even if we're not like I always tell this to my wife we're gonna be all right even if we're not meaning the worst thing that can happen to us is the best thing that can happen to us if God so wills for us to be infected by this virus and we should die we have an inheritance the worst thing that can happen is the best thing that can happen to us because you know we're gonna we're gonna be in glory with the father i'm not saying that we're looking forward like yeah come on you know bring it up bring it on death no tough on me no no not walking in arrogance like that neither but knowing that that peace of god that surpasses all understanding is with us and if whatever happens is gonna happen and god allowed it to happen and therefore i can trust him because he is good he is holy and he is righteous in other words, if if this sh- should happen, we give the glory to God because the word of God says that precious in the sight of the Lord are the death of his saints. Yeah. Amen. We have an inheritance waiting for us, and that's what we look forward to. Not not what's going on around here, but what God is actually doing around yeah. to us. And I think that leads us. into our next question would be then what should be our response? In light of in light of the gospel too, you know what I mean? In light of the gospel, in light of this situation that we're currently facing as a nation uh, with this whole coronavirus, what should be the response of the believer during this time then? We should be crying in a fetal position. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) We should be uh, living, we should be continuing in our life of living a life pleasing to God. Yeah. Yes. Um, Nothing should halter, nothing should change in a believer's life if they are a believer and they are walking out their salvation um and and i think just even more reason to continue to give glory to god and setting um i would say setting example but more so i think just being the light because everyone else is in a type of panic or there are those who are just over the whole thing but here we are as believers so what are we going to do believer what are you going to do believer during this time of quarantine what are you going to do um during this time when uh this pandemic is happening people are um buying out things at the store um and and i think our response should be to continue to continue persevere to to endure persevere Uh um i believe it's hebrews 11 or at the end of chapter 10 or the end of chapter 11 where it says we are not going to be those that back down but we're going to continue to preserve our souls we're going to endure through whatever it is that we may be going through. And and even though we're not directly affected by the virus and by that, I mean like we are not um, infected by the virus or, or, you know, for, for maybe, I don't know, maybe you though listening. We haven't been diagnosed or anything. We haven't been diagnosed or, or maybe we don't have a personal business where our business has been shut down. Now we have no income at all coming in. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, we have some type of income for for us here. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as you as a listener, I mean, I don't know unless unless something has happened. But nonetheless, God is still good. Mm-hmm. I mean, He doesn't show His goodness um, by by um, by what we consider bad, but He is He is good all the time. In the fact that 
that we continue to have salvation and the fact that we are still alive and breathing. And, and one of the things that, that I like to do, especially um, with my son, I like to remind him that you're able to see, aren't you? You're able to walk. And, and, and I'm not saying in a way of arrogance towards him or, or for him to be ignorant of some things, but just to remind him like, there, there are children who are born with defects. There are children who are born with, uh, with things that he doesn't have. You know, when I, and, and I tell him too, I was like, when I was your age, I never had my own bed. I never ever had my own room because I shared that with my sister. Uh, and, yep. and, and even then, just growing up, like my family was always from house to house. And we were always sharing a house with, with our cousins. Um, we had, I mean, the only time we ever had an apartment by ourselves was only for like two years out of my whole life. Um, and, and I never had my own room. And, and I probably won't ever for the rest of my life because I have my wife now. But, but even then I'm like, Joseph, like, like you have things pretty good. You have your own bed and more than that, you have a Game Boy. Like I didn't even have my own Game Boy growing up. Me and my sister shared one. <laughs> we didn't even have one. <laughs> See? For real. We didn't get a Nintendo 64 until PS2 came out. But um, yeah, so, so <laughs> continuing. So our response as a believer is to continue the work of Christ. Um, and, and, and I would say, like I mentioned in, in the other question, is to continue to seize opportunity. And, and, and if anything, now is a good time because now that everyone is going on live on Facebook, they're going live on Instagram. People are at home. People want to see videos of other people. Yeah. As, as weird as that seems <laughs> before, now it makes sense because no one's out in public. No one's out continually meeting with other people. So... So like even then our church is posting <laughs> online streaming services and 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 it's and it's cool to see the people that that we haven't seen in a long time or even just people um, from just our friends outside of church just wanting to to hear what the word of God says and and, and you know uh, a coworker I had from like back in 2012 um, I, I see him every now and then but he just the other day told me is like hey. What you did on Facebook the other day, keep doing it. And I was like, what was that? And and it was by accident that that we did the online streaming service for our church on my profile. But but he liked it. He he watched the whole thing. He's like, hey, like like during this time, it's cool. You guys are still having a type of service where people could watch that. And, you know, I need that. And Amen. he was saying that. And I was like, dude, like, Amen. like this is a guy I used to talk to him about God like like eight years ago, and and like just seeing that he's still interested in the things of God. So I was just like, man, like continuing to be that that light in that way of sharing Christ and sharing the hope we have in Christ that we don't panic. We don't um, go out and, and, and buy all the toilet paper in the, in yeah, the stores. We don't respond <laughs> like the world responds. And I would yeah. even like to add to being at home, set timers on your phone. That's something that me and my wife started doing. Um, well, right, right as the coronavirus started happening, but. But I would just encourage those because more people are at home more time, more more uh, more often than, than than usual. Set a timer on your phone to where you you don't have the opportunity to be on your phone more. Because now that we're not doing things, we're not out and about, um, we may find ourselves going straight to our phone if we're bored. But if you but you know you could go to your settings, you could set timers or whatever it may be, so that your phone doesn't allow you to go, let's say on social media for so long on entertainment for so long so that you can make more time to get in the word you can make more time to i don't know make a phone call with somebody 
call somebody up, pray for somebody. I mean, we're, I mean, it, it, it's awesome to get calls from my family. It's awesome to, to um, even even just going to my grandma's house, which is down the street from my place, and, and and just going and just seeing them and being able to pray and minister to them. You know, make time for for different things that you didn't have time for before. So I think our response should be to to seize the opportunity that we have been given. Yeah, and yeah, man. Um, the church building has closed, but the church doesn't stop. So you know how with the. And the live streams that we've been doing with our church, you know, on, on the personal level, I've texted a couple of brothers and, you know, just calling them and asking them you know, how they're doing. And, you know, it's in a couple of them. Like, oh, thank you for checking in, you know, because um, this is the, the time where, you know, true fellowship should be um, encouraged and shown because, I mean, if we're just, you know, seeing each other at church and now the church is closed and now you're not talking to anybody then are you really you know is that really like a relationship with the with the church you know is that are you you know ask yourself these questions are are you truly in the faith you know what i mean you know thank god for technology that you have skype and zoom and all these you know facetime um things that you can you know have fellowship still with uh, brothers or sisters and uh, i think right now is a good opportunity just to evaluate yourself and to really f- you know focus in the areas that you're lacking in you know because uh, this could be an answered prayer to some people like it is an answered prayer <laughs> yeah because yeah, like I, I i even asked the lord like man i need more time because i would work for eight hours come home and help the kids with their homework and next thing you know it's almost time to go to bed already and like all, all i guess just to read like a couple scriptures before i go to sleep before i'm dozing off myself you know like like lord i want more time in the word and now he's like boom what are they you got all day now you know what i mean and it's like <laughs> now we gotta learn how to manage our time you know what i mean here's covid 19 now COVID-19. what's their excuse <laughs> <laughs> that's when the real so our response also should not be one of fear you know what i mean um panicking like the world panics and and trying to you know stock up on necessities and the apocalypse is here you know and and i seen those memes where like you know what I thought my wardrobe was gonna be when the apocalypse come, and it's like a battle suit, and you know, and all these kind of things. What it really looks like, and they were PJs and stuff. <laughs> it's like, I mean, you just gotta learn, you know, what, what the times that we're in, and we can we can benefit from these times, you know, grow spiritually, grow maturity. So when all this stuff clears, when we go back, looking forward to that church first church service where we're able to reunite. And we were talking about this also, Victor, like when all this is over, like we we still have a hope, you know, we're going to be reunited physically with our brothers reunited and sisters. Reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to be bumping some oldies, having a barbecue with all the hermanos and hermanas at the Serious. past. Yeah, I mean, that first worship service at church, man, everybody better be singing and lifting up their hands. You know? yeah. Like that, that first, first church service is going to be lit, you know what I mean? So we, we still have a hope. We still have something to look forward to. And our response should be that of hope and anticipation uh, for God's um, providence and sovereignty and and waiting on the Lord. You know, when he says this thing is over, it's going to be over. You know what I mean? And so we should look forward more. Not Trump, the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would say that I would I agree with both of you. What I'm about to say, it's not taken away from anything, but I agree with with Justin that our response should be to continue uh, in the things of God, evangelize and, and, and stream the services. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with Martin that 
yeah, we should trust in the Lord and 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 put our hope hope in in, in Jesus and and you know when we're done, you know, look look forward to that day. But uh, me, when I thought about what, what's our response, I think that there's something that that's not really being spoken of right now. Because yeah, we hear we hear preachings about um, trust in the Lord, don't have fear, persevere. And I'm not taking away from that. That that's all good. I'm not taking away from what I'm about to say. But I think something that we're missing is holiness. Mm. What do I mean by that? I mean this. I mean because I, I I've been studying First Peter and and I'm getting, getting something prepared. But but you gotta you gotta this is something you gotta understand because we're living in, in kind of the same times that the disciples were scattered. And, uh, and, you know, they're, they're going through some persecutions. We're being, in a way, scattered, not really facing the persecution yet, but we're being scattered. We're, we're in our homes. And so, honestly, we don't know what's going to happen after this. We don't know what's going what's gonna to be the outcome of this. But so there's some people that, that yeah, they're, they're, they're looking to God right now. But how many people, when this is done, are going to go straight to sin? How many people, when they're done with this, yeah, when we're, there, we're going through something, we're going to trust in God, we're going to seek God. But how many people are actually going to trust, really trust in God? My, my, I say that our response should be repent and believe the gospel for Christians and for unbelievers. Because what, the, what does the word of God say? That Christ is going to come back for a holy church. And so I, I agree with both of you, not taking that away. And I'm not I'm not trying to sound like all hard and mean or anything, but I think that there's there's a sense of holiness that's being that's being missing. I mean, he says he says this to, to let me read this. Peter says this to, to Christians who are scattered facing persecution. He says, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable. So that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God in the day of visitation. What I mean by that is, is, is live a godly life, live in holiness, because not knowing that, that, that some people are seeing your good works or your good deeds. And what it, what it means by saying glorifying God in the day of visitation, that some people are going to repent, believe the gospel, but just by the way that you live. So we can actually evangelize by the way that we live. I'm not one of those that say... Uh, preach the gospel and if possible use words no I'm not saying that at all <laughs> preach the gospel Life always pre- use words <laughs> preach the gospel don't, st- don't 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 stop doing that but what I'm saying is that you know people are looking at they are looking at our lives and I say that by the way that we live we, we ought to live holy lives that, that, that that's our response should be that yes, I'm going to trust God, I'm going to seek God, and I want nothing to do with this world because this world is perishing along with its evil desires, but I want to be with God. So what are we going to do? Repent and believe the gospel. So that when this is over, you're still trusting in God. You're still abiding in Him. You're still living for Him. Instead of when this is over, you're going to go back to the bars or go back to the clubs or whatever. Yeah. So, so I'd say... Believe the gospel and don't, don't forget, trust God. Yes, I agree with you guys, but live a holy life. Our yeah. response should be live for God in a holy way. Yeah, no, that's true. So that we don't go back and be like, oh, I don't got no more time again, <clears throat> you know, to get into the word or something. We should have uh, building up new habits that are spiritual, that are, are leading, guiding us towards more towards the Lord. You know Praying I mean? and reading. Yeah. Praying and reading and 
making that our priority over all things. So when everything does go back to normal, now we're used to seeking God more. So now we're going to look for that time still, you know, whether, whether our job comes back, you know, wake up early to seek the Lord or make time after, you know, when you get home from work and continue to persevere, you know. So and I think we already answered this next question is how are things working out for the good for the for the believers? Yeah. And just, yeah. yeah. I think we already answered that mm-hmm. question, you know, and, and just the way that things are working now, we have more time to see God and we're learning new things about God or getting deeper into the gospel itself and just, you know, learning new things. You know what I mean? So I would, I would challenge you if you don't know your faith, if you don't know the God that you say you serve, get to know him now. Uh yeah, that's pretty much it because a lot of people walk into Christianity and it's blind faith. They're taking this hope and they're running with it, not knowing what the hope is or how the hope came about for them. They just they just see a ticket to heaven and, and they're running towards it, yeah. not knowing about how it came about, why they have it, why they have this ticket, why they have this this hope or whatever it is, or even just what heaven is even about get to know all these things get to know the god that that you say you serve um, yeah, amen amen and then i'll even say too even just look look back at exodus look at the nation of israel like how you said let's come out of this um living a more godly life uh, a life holy and pleasing to god um you know is the israelites in exodus you know god brought them through <clears throat> out of egypt out of the land of sin out of um being under pharaoh and and his rule and 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 they've witnessed his glory they've witnessed his power and and his works through the plagues and the parting of the sea and it came out and as moses went up to 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 receive the tablets he came back down to see them worshiping another god and it's just like dude like you would think of all people in history they witnessed god's hand before them literally right before them how he was able to perform these plagues and more than that even just i, w- I would even say when he saw the, the whirlwind of fire and how he parted the sea for them to cross and how the sea then closed and consumed the army that was following them all without the the nation of israel having to to to, to pick up a sword or do anything like that and yet as moses was gone for a couple of days they 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 put together all the gold into the fire and and they made a golden calf and they called it yahweh and they started praising it and they started doing all these filthy acts before it as if it would be pleasing to god but it's like no like like let us drop old habits let us drop old things you know especially now during this time of quarantine i mean i feel like you know people in jail how when they go to jail they're incarcerated they come out a little bit buff was like because they had all this free time to to work out and all that well let us believers let us come (laughs) let us come out of this spiritually above let us come out of this with some more knowledge of our of our god (laughs) yeah and let us come out of this theologians (laughs) yeah no yeah man yeah speaking about being theologians we're gonna uh switch it up a little bit (laughs) um so there's two scriptures two portions of scriptures that are being um Shared all over through social media. What? A lot of people are sharing this and amening it. And praise the Lord, we're always going to amen the scriptures, right? But let's understand, let's take this time to understand what the scriptures are saying. 
Mm-hmm. So two scriptures <clears throat> that I see a lot that are, I believe are people are taking out of context is Second Chronicles seven fourteen and Psalm ninety one. So we'll deal with Second Chronicles seven fourteen, which states first, um, it states for if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then i will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land and so the way that people are sharing the scripture is saying this is the answer for this coronavirus in america if we repent if we turn from our sin then god will heal the land but i would say to pump those brakes real quick and let's see Uh, let's let's ask a couple questions to see if this text is applicable for america today is this really the answer is the answer for this coronavirus to 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 pass is for everybody to turn from their sin and god is going to heal the land first of all i would say no I would say no, because there's a couple logical questions that I think that we need to ask in order for this text to be applicable. So uh, I think one would be what assumption is being made then for this text to be applicable. Um, what's going on right here in Second Chronicles is King Solomon um, built the temple of the Lord and he spent, you know, all this time and money and the, the whole book of second chronicles up to this point up to chapter seven is uh describing how solomon built the temple and built his home and so how he got you know um, people all these workers all this gold and it describes how the temples built all the gold that was used it describes how it looked and everything in that final day where the temple was completed uh, everybody rejoiced everybody gathered and it was a seven-day party and um What's coming up to this scripture is that Solomon in chapter six, he he's saying a prayer, a whole prayer to the Lord. Like Lord, he does a whole offering. He, he does, that. yeah, he does a whole, you know, lift, giving up to the Lord. Says, Lord, you know, this is your temple, and I, you know, he he lifts up to the people of Israel and saying, you know, please, you know, in the future, if it should be that they turn away from you, please forgive them, and if they do this, yes, punish them, but forgive them of their sin. And he's just asking and pleading the Lord and dedicating the temple to the lord and everyone's rejoicing i just picture it in my head it's just you know it's a party people are having a good time solomon is in prayer lifting it up and then god's response to this to this prayer that solomon lifted up is this text right here he says he came to solomon in a dream and says if my people first of all uh verse 13 it says when i shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray seek my face turn from the wicked ways and i will hear from heaven and i will forgive their sins so his response is and he's telling them yes since these people who are called by my name first of all let's deal with that portion right there is america called by the lord's name no are we in a covenant relationship with god <clears throat> no right no or, and that, and i think one of i think our pastor even said it because he went over this scripture last week in in the online service and 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 you know i i i i I gave him I gave him a hand that he made that distinction too that yeah that here this portion isn't for America and he even said that too and he went on to say this is for God's people 
during this time. Yeah. This is it for us. So this is right more now. of a descriptive text of what was happening in Israel at that moment. And so even even um, we see that Israel did fall into sin and turn into rebellion and served the gods to the point where generations afterwards um, slowly getting more wicked and wicked to the time that, you know, he had to send Babylon to conquer them and take away their land. Um, you, even that after that, 70 years afterwards is when they got restored to the land. So it wasn't something that happened even in that generation. It took many generations afterwards when they rebelled against the Lord and served other gods that God was like, you know, okay, you know, Babylon is coming and, you know, this is going to happen. He sent the prophet Jeremiah to to prophesy, you know, against Israel, against Israel, a prophet prophesied against his people and says, repent, turn, or God is going to send this King Nebuchadnezzar and you guys are all going to be slaves and this and that. And they put him in jail. So what happened is, you know, Nebuchadnezzar came, conquered, destroyed the temple and they were in exile for 70 years. Yeah. And after the 70 years, you know, even during that time, uh, Justin gave a good message about this when we were ministering at the at the uh, YA. You know, he says the Jeremiah 29, 11 says, you know, um, wait real quick. For I have plans. Yeah, that one. <laughs> it's yeah. in my mind. The most plans. popular <laughs> Jeremiah 29, 11. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that, that wonderful plan that he had for Israel was to make their homes in a foreign land was to be exiled was to be exiled yes they were going to return but not right now it took them 70 years to come back so this wouldn't be a prescriptive text in the answer to this coronavirus to say you know what would have to happen is for the whole united states of america to repent you know and Mm -hmm. turn from their wicked ways you know if that but I don't know, man. That doesn't seem likely to happen, you know? Call me what you want to call me, but I don't think whole, the whole nation of America is going to repent during this time. No. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that well, too. Well, well, in the beginning, I like how you said, uh, or you, you asked the question, can we apply this today? Um, I say no, and then I also say partly yes. And the yes I say is that even though this isn't directly towards us, um, we could still read from this and continue to apply. And by that, I mean, repent. We can still apply repentance to our life. Oh, yeah. And, 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 yes. and, and, and in sight of this and what God continued to go over and over with Israel, repent, repent. repent, repent. repent. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, this is something we need to remind ourselves too, because sometimes we get a little too comfortable with God. Oh, yeah, and we yeah. think we're good and you know especially when we get caught up in our own theology we get a little too comfortable sometimes you know i'll say that you know let us remind ourselves to repent let us yeah. look back to god and remember what he has already brought us from and what he has already given us and what the hope lies before us so that we continue in repentance before him yeah. and to keep his statutes to continue to walk out the salvation he has given us so our repentance is not for this coronavirus to go away our repentance is to to have salvation because God does not deal with America like he deals with Israel or in the Old Testament. It's a workspace salvation. If you do this and I'll do this, you know, if you turn from your sin, then I'll heal your land. It doesn't work like that. He doesn't deal with nations like that. 
he only dealt with Israel because that was his you know, chosen people. Now we are his chosen people, his elect by faith through grace that he called us into himself. Now he deals with us good. Now we are not from a land per se on this earth because we are just sojourners now. We're just passing through our land, our 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 uh, promised land is the new heavens and the new earth. You know, it's in heaven with the father. So, you know, this earth can pass away. You know what I mean? If this is it, if this coronavirus is going to just affect the, the, the whole world and this is this is really it and then the world is over. Well, praise the Lord. You know, what I mean, this, my, this is not my home. You know it's not I mean? written in Revelation, so I don't think so. Much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, we got those people, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, out there saying this is it, man. You know, 5G towers <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the conspiracy theories out there, you know, what I mean, um. It is what it is. I mean, the, the point is that uh, this land is not our home. You know what I mean? We're, we don't focus on on the on this earth and what's going on. We're focusing on our heavenly, you know, uh, arrangement with the Lord. That's what we're headed for. So, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I think if this, this scripture was applicable to America, then God should have done this a long time ago. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. America's. A wicked nation. I'll just say that straight. Yeah, it's a wicked well, nation. We talked about this before. And so it's it, a gluttonous nation. Yeah. So if this was uh, applicable to America, it should have it should have been done, done a long time. And ago. Not, not only that, but that means that the Christians in America are in sin, because it says, "If my people who are called by my name, you know, if they turn from the wicked ways, then I will heal their land." So that means that Christians, if you're gonna apply the scripture, you're gonna have to come to the confession that you haven't been doing what you got to do as a believer in the Lord. You've been in sin. You've been in your wicked ways. So now it's time for you to repent so that the Lord can heal the land. That's the logical conclusion that we have to come to. You have to admit your fault then. And I don't think that's that's accurate. You know what I mean? I don't think that's what's going on here. So, yeah, I would say no. So, yeah, the other scripture would be Psalm 91. Psalm 91. Psalm, Psalm 91. Maybe Sorry, either. yes, we're doing. Our, we're using our Bibles. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going to. On my if phone. you have your Bibles, please turn to <laughs> Psalm 91. Say Amen if you're there, please. <laughs> I can hear you through the, through the headphones. <laughs> Psalm 91. Uh, yes. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. And from the deadly pestilence, he will cover you with his pinions and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your right at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. And so people are taking this this scripture, this especially verse seven and eight, that a thousand may fall by your side, ten thousand at your right hand, it will not come near you. Um, and you know, talking about the pestilence and all these kind of things, and saying, you see, there you go. That um, although all these people may be dying around you, uh, this coronavirus cannot touch you. And so 
if you know if you know your word uh this is a scripture that satan used to tempt jesus and right here in this portion um and the next uh, verse, says, verse 11 says, For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. So something that I want to point out is, um, this is a messianic text, you know what I mean? This is something that, that, that um, was applied to the Messiah, and Satan tried to twist it, and try to tempt him and he was rebuked by Jesus says do not tempt the Lord your God so um, what do you what would you guys have to say about this well <clears throat> Psalms 91 is is a good psalm in the fact that <clears throat> you continue to hear it repeated that he is our refuge this is I think a, an encouraging text for us yeah that we could read and and be reminded that he is our refuge it talks about yeah. God reminding us that he is our refuge and how he is our refuge and just the the affirmation of god and, and how he continues to state that he is our refuge and how we should be reminded of that because this text is for those that were in fear i mean during during the time that it was written um but it, it just it's a good reminder for us that he continues to be our refuge in and and when i say that I'm not saying that during our trials, during uh, whatever we may be going through, coronavirus, uh, war, or whatever may happen, that if we trust in the Lord, that he will keep us safe. No, it is saying that our refuge, our hope continues to remain in Christ. Our salvation is guarded by Christ um, and that our promise is held by God, that the things that he has promised us, um, that our hope and our salvation is is still in him that that even and then jesus reassures us in the gospels that those that the father has given to him in his hand no one shall be able to pluck it out yeah and and the promise um continues from this that, that he is our refuge and that we are guarded by his hand and that while we are in his palm that nothing can take us out of it though we may go through trials and tribulations those those don't account for any means of taking away a salvation we have been given and and the refuge is this that though we go through these things we remain content our peace is in is in christ and though we may die we will be with the lord and that's something that paul alludes to later in his letters letters that he said that through all that he had faced all adversity all things he went through he had learned through contentment that that through his weakness god was made made strong and, and 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 that during those times he has learned that his strength was in christ that no matter what he went through that he was safeguarded and 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 though he doesn't mention that that god was his refuge i think you could get the picture that his refuge was found in christ and that was the only reason why he was able to bear you know um, what was it the, the the whippings and the stonings and and all these things that happened to Paul during his missionary journey up until his uh, martyrdom um, was that that his refuge was in Christ and it was made known that Paul didn't back down he endured and I think that's something that can be said of Paul that that, that he understood this and yeah. then for us going through the virus it's not saying that you know what um, because saying we, that, that we're untouchable 
Yeah, it's not saying we're not <laughs> we're not we're, that we're untouchable. It's saying that our our hope is in Christ, and nothing will waver our hope in that. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I say I say, yeah. I, I agree with that. Uh, this psalm is mostly so that you can trust trust in God uh, with with whatever happens. Yeah. I mean, because I'd say that not only the focus on on Psalm ninety one, but look at the whole counsel of the Bible. Yeah. I mean, Hebrews eleven talks about you know the Hall of Famers of faith and. Uh, later on in chapter 11 you're gonna see that the first half that that the Bible mentions that these these guys conquered uh, Jericho Rahab you know she was not she did not die and you hear um, half of that talking about the the successes of faith but then after that you're gonna you're gonna hear about how many went through many troubled times that they were killed by the sword that they were sought into and and and, and you are gonna hear a bunch of that so I think this a portion of scripture is just so that the believer, the person who's reading it, can just abide in God and trust in God with what with whatever happens. Mm-hmm. Because just because I read a portion that David killed a lion or that Samson killed a lion doesn't mean that I could kill a lion too. <laughs> it's, it's just you know that, that's just part of the Bible. It doesn't mean. Basically, what I'm saying is that this portion is just that you, the believer, can be encouraged to trust in God, yeah. to take refuge in Him with whatever may happen. I mean, that, that, that's just that's my perspective right there. Yeah. And so um, it doesn't mean that you're untouchable or untouchable. It doesn't mean that this uh, coronavirus cannot touch you. And, you know, you know, because uh, Pastor and Downey uh, recently died this past weekend of the coronavirus. So if this if this scripture is applied how it's being used on social media saying oh you know people are going to die to my left and to the right but you know the lord you know has protection upon me so nothing is able to touch me then what about that pastor that died from it you know ultimately you're gonna have to come to that word of faith conclusion oh he didn't have enough faith you know or he was in fear you know i mean then you're gonna put the blame on the person and that's not that's never cool to do you know what i mean so i I agree with with what you guys are saying that this is a song to trust in the lord to have refuge in him that you're safe in him just like how meshach shadrach and abednego said in the book of daniel said that our god is able to deliver us from this fire but even if he doesn't let it be known that we did not bow down to you Mm -hmm. so there is that chance like hey i trust in god and i know he could deliver me from this but even if he doesn't i'm still gonna worship him so this, you know, same thing here, you know, let it be known that our, our God, you know, he is able to protect us and we pray for protection, you know, for our children, for families, for, you know, our loved ones, that he would protect us from this virus. But even if it show, so should happen that we are, you know, diagnosed with this virus, let it be known that we're still worshiping God no matter <laughs> it, it all goes back to the sovereignty of God. What would have... If anybody gets hit with the with the virus, what if God's just showing, trying to show His glory through that? Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, who knows? You know, this pastor, I don't know his name, but you know, I heard about it. This pastor in Downey, God is being glorified in it. You know, yeah. ultimately He is. You know, because ultimately the gospel was successful in saving him, and now this pastor is in glory. He can stand before God. You know, I don't know him personally or know his story. What I'm, you know, assuming is that he was, you know, a faithful pastor, and he, you know. Led his congregation in the ways of the Lord. And now he can stand before God blameless and, you know, guilt free. And he can enter to the peace, to the promised land of his father. You know, I, I think a good example of that is uh, the from the documentary American Gospel. Mm-hmm. 
you see the different interviews of different pastors and then once you get to like the later half of the documentary um you you hear of the pastor nabil Mm-hmm. And 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 his as he's sharing through the documentary, and then as you draw towards the end of the documentary, you understand that he was diagnosed um, terminally and, stomach and cancer with stomach cancer, and he ended up passing away. And and it was cool because after the documentary, I went on YouTube and and he posted a lot of videos up until the point when he died. And, and, and it was all from the, from, you know, whether it be from his home, from the hospital bed, but he was posting videos. And then the last video he posted was the day before he passed. And he, and he was even praising God. And, and he was even saying too that like, you know what? I have hope that, you know what? God can get me through this, that I, that, you know, I'm, I would return, but if not, you know, uh, all glory to God and his will is going to be done nonetheless. Yeah, and I thought that was dope And that was the last video The day before he passed away Yeah And then a couple months later His his wife is now posting videos On his channel But um, just like that I mean I'm encouraged Just by that You know This man praised God Up until his death And then when we start Looking into The, the dead The dead preachers From you know The past couple hundred Hundreds of years And how I, f- I forgot what the guy's uh, The guy's name Who was martyred at, Or he was burned at the stake and, and and on his way to the and on his way to the stake, he was singing hymns to God. And as he was and as he was burning on the stake, he was all he was continuing to sing hymns. And those that were watching were singing with him, and they were praising God for that. I think that was William Tyndale. Yeah, I believe that. so. Yeah. Around the time of Martin Luther, mm-hmm. right? A little bit. Um, yeah, around the 16th century. Yeah. 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 But I, but I mean, just reading that, it's it's just very encouraging to say that man, people continue to praise God, and and I know that you know through the Holy Spirit, I too will be able to do that if I ever come to that point. Amen, amen. So, what are some um, before we close out? What are some words of encouragement that you guys would like to give uh, the listener? I'd say my my encouragement for you is, um, I mean, obviously. No one knows what's going to happen after this. Nobody knows what's going to happen, but yeah. if God is sovereign, if God is om- omniscient, then he He knows. So I, I, I'd say right now that you have the time, get even deeper into the word of God. Get even deeper in prayer. And just because we can't meet up at a church building doesn't mean that you have to stop being the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, we encourage you. Uh, t- hit up somebody, text them, even just text them, and just say, "Hey, I thought about the thought about you, lifting you up in prayer." So I don't know, some just just encourage each other, just as the word of God says. Of course, we we can't we can't meet up in a building, but the the word of God says, um, encourage each other daily as you see the day approaching. And so, encourage yeah, I encourage you to read the word of God, get deeper in depth, and know who your God is. But don't forget that you belong to a body of Christ. And don't forget to pray for each other, lift up each other, and call each other up. And uh, keep doing the will of God in your life. Amen. Amen. I would say uh, take advantage of this time. Um, because, uh, you know, like how Victor said, we don't know the future. We don't know what's going to happen. But we know right now we have, you know, for those of you listening that haven't, you know, been working or got laid off or have extra, find yourself with extra time during this time. Uh, take advantage of the time, you know, uh, to to get to know the Lord deeper 
But I don't, not only that, but get to know your wife, your kids, your family a little bit deeper. Get to know, you know, um, your your church brothers and sisters, you know, by hitting them up. And this is a, this is the time to shine. You know, what I mean, if you're still working, then be the light at work. You know, what I mean, you know, show others that that you are not consumed with fear and that your peace isn't in the Lord. You know, what I mean, there's many opportunities during this time to grow in the things of God, to um, evangelize. You know, to to uh, keep on persevering, to keep on being the church, to keep on being a believer. You know what I mean? Uh, take advantage of the time because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? And just let it be known who you are in Christ, who Christ is, and just, you know, dive deeper into the word of God. You know what I mean? And yeah, man, I would say, you know, take advantage of the time. Yeah, I would even add to that, too, with the fellowship part. Um, give another brother or sister uh, a call. And, and by that, I mean, like, brothers, brothers, sisters, sisters. So, you know, it doesn't seem um, weird, but... But give each other a call and get to know each other as far as just like uh, just spiritual things. Yeah. You know, at church, it's it's most of the time on the surface. Sometimes when we're at church, it's usually like the hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. How, how's such and such going or whatever. But like on these phone calls, it's it's sort of bringing us back to before smartphones um, as, as far as um, conversating to people on the phone. I, yeah. and, and, you know, I like doing that a lot because at work I have my headphones. So with that, I'm able to call and talk to people while I'm working and I'm not doing hard labor. So, I mean, while, I mean, it's, it's very easy for me to, to continue a conversation for like an hour while working. Um, so during that time, even at work, I'm able to do that. But I'm just encouraging you, um, you, the listener, make a call to another brother, you know, somebody that, that you've been on the surface and hasn't haven't really gone deep with, you know, um, have a phone call, you know, as, as far as with just somebody encourage them in the word share what you've read. You know, um, ask them what they've been reading and encourage them to read, you know, make this time, even pray over the phone. I mean, <laughs> you're able to do that. Pray yeah. over the phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then also, too, I just want to end with, with just a scripture in Philippians 2, uh, 1. It says, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and empathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind having the same love being in full accord and of one mind do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit but in humility count others more significant than yourselves the each of you look not only to his own interests but also to the interests of others um and and i i want to use paul's words here to encourage you the believer um you know during this time though we know we are in christ and and um, maybe some of us are are young, you know, we're, you know, oh, you know, coronavirus, I'm looking at the death rates and they're mainly with the elders or um, those that have um, compromised immune systems and things like that. You know, I'll, I'll, even if I get it, I, you know, I'll be okay. You know, look out for the interests of other people. You know, don't look to for, for your own health sake. Look for those that are around you. I mean, even even for myself, like in the beginning, I would say like, you know, yeah, I, I, I was in, in that type of man's mindset too. that, you know what, like, like I'm good, I'm healthy. Like I like even if I got it, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll get through it. Like I've had the flu before, but even then I need to keep others interests in mind and and others health in mind as well. And yeah, and for me, like I come home to my father who, who lives um, with me and my wife and his health is compromised. He has a breathing machine that he uses every night. 
Um, and so just knowing that I need to be more conscious of that as well and use wisdom that I too would not, um, be in that mindset of like, you know, I'm still going to do me. I'm still going to go out there and do these. I need to think of him as well because I'm coming home. I may bring it back to him. And then even too conscious of who I'm going to go visit. I can't just go easily visit my grandmother or whatever, because you know, they're, they're older in their health. I mean, I mean, as far as what we know, sometimes you could go two weeks without having any symptoms of the virus from what I've known. Yeah. And then like, who, who's to say I don't pass it on to my grandmother. Yeah. You know, and, and even just more recently, I was over at her house, but I didn't, I didn't even see her. She was, she was in a room and, and, you know, I, I wanted, even though as, as much as I wanted to say hi to her, I, I didn't want to do that as far as, because I've been around people and I didn't want to accidentally give that to her, but I was able to talk to her through the door. And I thought that was a, a blessing to be able to still um, do that. And then, um, yeah, so just keep each other's interests in mind as far as uh, what's going on with the coronavirus. Yeah. Pray for one another. Seize the opportunity that you have at home with your families in the word. Pray and yeah. And like, like James said, Wash your hands, you filthy sinners. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Man, don't forget to wash your hands, wear masks, wear gloves, practice social distancing, as they call it. And just, you know, how Justin was saying, you know, keep that in mind of other people's health, you know, do do what you got to do so that this thing passes. And, you know, we can all get back to eating tacos. Eating tacos <laughs> at a taqueria, you know what I mean? Serious. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be the best part right there, bro. I'm hitting up the taqueria first, you know? But gracias for tuning in. This is Reform Raza. Hit us up at reformraza at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, or rebukes. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. And yeah, man. Leave us a voicemail. Voicemail, um, yeah. Yeah, so... Oh, so if you do leave us a voicemail, make sure you wear a mask before you record. <laughs> we don't uh, want to get the virus through the, you know, the phone or whatever. Yeah, we just got to be sure on yeah. everything. <laughs> hey, and shout out real quick to For Crisis Cultura. We did an interview with them uh, this yeah. past weekend. Shout out, shout uh, out. We'll try to find the link because I think it's on YouTube. Right well, now. As, yeah, as, as, soon as, as soon as the podcast episode drops, we will be sharing that on Instagram um, as far yeah. as the link for the YouTube. I think we could we could start sharing it now, yeah. Yeah, but so, uh, hey, even sh- on Facebook too. Yeah, yeah, so we went on Facebook Live with the whole interview with them and go check that out for Crisis Cultura. Go hit up their page to find that out. And you know, gracias for listening. And this is Reform Raza, and we are mm. out of here. Later, later, peace. Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A. I know that there's some passing through the Lord is making me new His faithfulness is full and true when he's breaking me too Taking issues of this life, knowing fully that it's Christ Ruling over with his might, so I'm lacing this truth Life is but a vapor, homie, that he's bringing me through My hope is found in Christ alone and that's unceasingly true So though I struggle in this life, I'm a member of his wife Yes, he surely gave his life to give a union with truth Christ and all his righteousness was imputed to my life And not by faith alone, I can surely hope I find myself one day embraced this name faithfully together whole with all of the saints holy spirit god to keep me i will finish this race but only cause it's god working out salvation in place sojourner in this life all suffer is gain so my only hope in light i'll see him and one day sometimes i wish that i could look into the future am i too wrong to say it's too far i just want to be with you lord man i'm waiting for that day sometimes 
sometimes I wish that I could look into the future Am I too wrong to say it's too far? I just wanna be with you, Lord Man, I'm waiting for the day. day I know that one day I see the only one I hope in Where there is no sin Or crying with the broken And blood of Christ is the only thing That I be woke in Balls to the moon Like you know I got you open Bet I better live for free Like a broke gin From the red leaf To the US I'm so in Crossing borders like an alien I'm so in him That I could even claim That I'm righteous This mic just Serves as a tool To bring his likeness I might just Bust out in tongues Like a character Charismatic. Nah, I'm bugging, yo. I ain't trying to call static. I'm just excited looking for the day that a theocratic rule will be permanent. He'll remove the firmament. The whole earth and the ungodly gon' burn with it. And then we'll see the king's glory with a clean mind. Heart and body like I ain't never seen mine. I wish that I could look into the future. Am I too wrong to say it's too far? I just want to be with you, Lord. Man, I'm waiting for the day. Sometimes I wish that I could look into the future. Am I too wrong to say it's too far? I just wanna be with you, Lord. Man, I'm waiting for the day. One day. Yeah, I've had a couple tough nights and even harder days. Plus some lessons that I've had to learn the hard way. Yeah. It seems the deck stacked, but I'm living with those cards played. Knowing that it'll work for my good because my God's great. My God's His sovereign grace is the only reason I got straight. My will was smashed to pieces like a couple dozen drop plates. Stop, wait, listen to what I'm saying. Extrapolate, cause good theology produces better results than wrath and grace. Up, yeah. So though I can't wait to see the sights, I'm more excited cause I finally get to be with Christ. And seeing what it's like to wholeheartedly speak his name will be amazing on that day he takes away this feeble frame it's because of election that i can step into heaven because i could never impress him with my confession but now i'm never met with aggression i'm his possession what a blessing to forever get to bless him with the brethren one day i wish that i could look into the future am i too wrong to say it's too far i just want to be with you lord man i'm waiting for that day sometimes i wish that i could look into the future Am I too wrong to say it's too far? I just wanna be with you, Lord Man, I'm waiting for the day, one day